This is the Biz Women Rock podcast, and you're listening to episode 170. Welcome to the Biz Women Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. This podcast was created so that you would have direct access to the true stories of what it's like being a businesswoman, the real true journey of very savvy, very smart businesswomen. If you love these stories, then make sure you go to bizwomenrock.com and opt in so that you can get updated on all the latest podcast interviews, as well as how you can become a more active part of the whole Biz Women Rock community, which kind of rocks. So go to bizwomenrock.com. Oh my gosh, you are so going to love my guest today. This is such a brilliant conversation. Maria Marlowe is on the show. Um, she is a health and nutrition coach. And um, she started her business as a blogger and has ballooned it into a very thriving health and fitness business. Um, some of the major things to look for in this conversation is that she really goes into detail about her whole sales process, like literally what that 15-minute free consultation, how she actually structures that to produce a 95% closing ratio. Yeah. You, there's a lot of good stuff in there. <laughs> um, and how she, um, as a blogger in the very beginning, um, actually made a name for herself and got a ton of traffic by using this cool, awesome tip, which I really loved. So um, let's get into it with Maria. She's got a wealth of information about how to structure your business. Let's go. Maria, thank you so much for being on the show, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm very excited that you're here. Um, I would love to know a little bit about the backstory as to how you started your coaching business um, and how you actually started getting this whole thing up and moving in the first place. Where did it really all start? Well, I just realized I really have a huge passion for nutrition and health and wellness. And I had decided um, after you know figuring out my own health problems, that like it was my mission to help people eat healthier. And I was just like, I just can feel like that's what my purpose is. So uh, because of that, I initially, I started, um, I started a blog where I would share my healthy recipes and, you know, the benefits of different foods, um, mostly for friends and family. But then I started, um, you know, training more formally. I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, got my health coach certification, and then I turned my blog into, you know, into a business and started taking clients. Uh, so I started really in 2013. It was like December 2012, January 2013 is when I started taking clients. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have just sort of grown ever since. So let's dig into that a little bit. So what were you doing on your blog that allowed you to actually build a list? Because you can't really offer services to just random people. Like what were you actually doing that, that helped you build your list or um, that ensured that people were actually coming to read your blog? Right. So I was, you know, in the beginning, I think I had a little bit of a boost because my blog was on Google Blogger. And I think they helped automatically uh, do SEO. 
so all of the the posts that I was writing were like search engine optimized. So which that means basically like if someone's searching for, you know, gluten-free bread recipe, when you have good SEO, you know, your your recipe or your post is going to come up higher in that Google page when they search for it. Right. So because of that, I was getting more traffic. Um, and then also what I was doing is I was, I was, first of all, I was writing content that I knew people wanted and needed and would be searching for, one. Uh, and then two, um, I was also writing for bigger, bigger blogs. Like, so, for example, Mind, Body, Green, that had a much bigger audience than I did. And then I would write useful content there. And then in my like byline at the end of the link, um, at the end of the article, it would have a link back to my website. And that's how people were coming to my website. And then the way that I would keep them coming back is that I had an email opt-in. And I think email opt-ins are super critical because it's really the only way that you have to stay in touch with the people that are randomly finding you. Right. So I made sure to have a very clear you know, um, opt-in that people can get on my newsletter. Now, how did you actually get into or get or were able to submit um, and and guest blog for some of those other big nutritional blogs? You know what? It's a lot easier than you think. You can really go to any of those big, you know, blogs, whatever that you read or that's in your industry, and there's going to be a contact us somewhere. Um, Sometimes there'll even be a write for us. And then you can contact them directly and pitch them story ideas. And you know, if they like it, they'll they'll let you uh, you'll, they'll let you write for them. Any recommendations that you can give to anyone doing that on as far as like how to pitch the right way or how to you know make sure that they're going to love your idea? Definitely. So first off, don't go to a website without having read it and ask them to write because they're going to know instantaneously if you don't actually read the website. So go to the website. And I would look it over for like at least a week or two, see what kind of content is being published, see what's on the most popular list, right? Because most websites will have like most shared articles or most popular articles. See what are the most popular and then use that to, you know, come up with your ideas for stories that are going to be, you know, catch people's attention and that are going to be, you know, shareable, readable, likable, uh, and then kind of go from there. And then, you know, as far as the pitch, just you want to be very clear and concise. Give a little synopsis of what, you know, you want to write about, Uh, like maybe a title, a catchy title, Um, you know, one or two sentences about what the story will be about. And then, you know, if you can, write the full article out and attach it um, as well. Uh, And that's pretty much it. You know, write a nice, short and sweet letter uh, or note, and that's it. And you notice that that really garnered you a lot of traffic. For sure. In the beginning, that's really what I was uh, relying on 100% was writing for bigger wellness websites. Um, I honestly don't do that much anymore because I, you know, now I have traffic coming from all sorts of different places. And so I just don't have the time to write articles because you're not going to get paid. Uh, for the most part, those articles are totally free, but you have to think of it as pay, uh, as like free advertising, right? Because usually advertising you have to pay for, um, and you're basically getting a free ad, more or less. Got um, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's a very big difference between 
okay, I'm just writing all these articles for all these places and here's my blog and I'm ca- capturing these emails that coming that are coming in versus making the transition into saying, I am now a coach, a health and nutrition coach, and this is what I'm going to offer to everyone. So how were you terrified the first time that you offered it? And did you know what you were doing? Or how did how had you structured it? Or what did you prepare? How did you prepare in order to make that first offer to all of these people who are now on your list in your community? Yeah, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing at the time. But um, (laughs) I just sort of went with it. Um, you know, I just, I was just kind of honest with people and told them, you know, this is sort of the, the journey that I was going on and what I was going to start doing. And I, I made it very clear what I had to offer them, um, right? Because, I mean, even now, like, health coach is not, like, a super household name, um, but it is a lot more well-known than, like, even two or three years ago. Right. So I, I was just very specific about what I could offer you know, and, you know, really pinpointed the types of people that should, you know, or, or could benefit from working with me and like what I could offer them. Um, and then that's it. And then I, I encourage people to, you know, have a free consultation, um, a free 15 minute consultation so that they can determine like, is it a good fit for them or not? And then, and that was basically it. And I was actually shocked to be perfectly honest with you because when I was making the transition into health coaching, so I actually had a finance background and I was working in finance and, I, and marketing and, you know, business. And then when I started taking the nutrition program, um, you know, your friends and family still see you as a business person or see you as that other thing. Right. Um, and so my first clients were actually total strangers who had found me, you know, online for my blog. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Wow. So they didn't come from like your immediate community. They came from just random strangers who had now gotten to know you through your blog. Exactly. I mean, my first, I'm based in New York. My first client was in, um, was in Canada and we were Skype and, uh, yeah, my first clients were, yeah, not even in New York. They were all over the country, um, eventually all over the world. And yeah, I mean, it took a while for the friends and family to come, to come around actually. That's so funny. Um, But yeah, the people who had found me online were, were ready, willing, and able. So, um, how, I I love the idea of having like this 15 minute free consultation because it gives you, it gives the person an opportunity to kind of feel what your program's really all about. And then it gives you the opportunity to, to see if it's a good fit and then to be able to, you know, kind of do your thing and see if, if that can convert into a client. What what were some of the lessons that you learned in the sale in that sales pitch? Let's say I don't like calling it a pitch, but you know, like at the end of the day, they either convert into a client or they don't. So, what kind of lessons did you learn along the way about how to make that a more productive conversation and a converting conversation? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, I didn't actually. Um, it was not initially a fifteen minute consultation. It was an, an initially free consultation, and I tried to keep it to ten to fifteen minutes. But sometimes I would get people on the phone who just basically wanted free coaching and they wanted to ask me questions and they wanted me to give them the answers and then that's it. Uh, so I learned quickly that I needed to structure it um, and basically lead people through a series of questions and, and really set them up so that they felt like they could make the decision while they're on the call. Because basically if they're like, oh, I have to think about it, you can forget it. Like it's not going to happen. Right, right. Yeah, so how do you... How did you structure it so that that wasn't the answer that you were getting? Well, I, you know, I would basically ask them questions and see what they need. 
And then I would be really honest with them and, and let them know how I was able to meet their, or how I would be able to meet their needs and what I could offer to meet their needs. And, you know, if it, you know, then I would explain the program, ask them if they had any questions specifically about the program, not about their health or anything like that. Um, you know, and they could ask me like, oh, I have this condition. Are you a special? Do you know about it? And I would be honest. You know, I have no idea. You know, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm the best fit for you. Or they say, you know, this is my main issue. Um, you know, can you help with that? Yeah, I'm, you know, an expert in that. I've helped other people. This, you know, I've had this success story, whatever it is. Um, and then basically lead them, you know, to the end and ask them very specifically, so does that sound like something that, you know, you'd be interested in starting and when do you want to start? Um, and then, you know, basically that's right then and there. They'll give you a date when they want to start. Got it. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they did come back, the reason I'm asking this is because this is such a common thing that happens with anyone who's a, a consultant, a coach, or, you know, giving any type of like service-based business is that dreaded, I'll think about it and I'll let you know, you know, and then it's like, ugh, like you've pushed off that sale. So if they did give you that, what was your comeback to it? If they did give you the, <laughs> uh, you know, oh, let me think about it. What, it, what was your comeback? Well, I, I'd say, well, what is it that you need to think about? You know, and really try to pull it out out of them. Like, what are they unsure about? Um, you know, and like, either it'll be the money thing, that will be one thing. Um, or, you know, maybe, you know, sometimes you just don't click with people. Right. Um, but I, I, I mean, I feel like I've pretty much got my, you know, I've done it so many times that it's kind of like once they're on the phone, that's not going to, I mean, that happens maybe like 5% of the time. The other 95% people are already ready to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would just try to pull out of them. Okay. Well, what is it that you need to think about and try to give them solutions to whatever they're questioning? Right. Um, and, and the other thing is you need to frame the call. So basically in the beginning, I always say something like, I'm going to ask you some questions and then I'm going to, you know, um, I'm going to explain, you know, more about the program. Um, and then basically you should be able to make a decision today whether or not we're, you know, or we can make a decision today whether or not we're a good fit. Right. But I'm setting them up at the beginning of the call so that they know at the end of that 15 minutes, they're going to know whether or not we're a good fit. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So obviously you got really good at that because you've had a lot of coaching fl- clients over over these past years and um, your business has definitely grown like crazy. Um, one of the things that I feel like you have done very well is you've been able to get yourself affiliated with brands like big, big brands. And this isn't this wasn't just the you know you were the guest blogger on some big uh, health blogs, but this is like big brands like Dr. Oz, like Ivanka Trump. How how did you how did you strategize uh, in or how to like get your name affiliated with those brands? How how what was your plan of attack on doing that? Yeah, so I mean, for a lot of the media type stuff like the Dr. Oz and like magazines and things like that, I just you know was pitching myself basically blindly. Um, and so I would you know like for Dr. Oz, there's um you know you can go on his website and like basically you know contact them. So that's what I did and just kind of pitched um, ideas that way. Um, and then, I mean, as far as Ivanka Trump, that was more of a, a personal connection. So someone I knew um, connected us. Got that's it. how I got there. But a, a lot of it, uh, you know, I'll say is just, you know, being persistent and, you know, 
pitching yourself. You know, you have to go out and kind of sell yourself a little bit to whatever it is, whether it's magazines or news or whatever. You know, go and contact the people that run run it and uh, the producers and see, you know, if you have a good story for them, they're going to want to, you know, they always need good content. Right, right. Maria, how in the sea of... It, what seems like a ton of health coaches and a ton of health experts, nutrition people, how are you really distinguishing yourself? How are you making sure that Maria Marlowe as the brand, as this health and nutrition uh, you know, genius, is really stands apart from all of the other people out there? Well, you know, and this is something that I think, you know, in the beginning, like people are always like, oh, you know, there's a million health coaches, like, you know, exactly. How do you kind of stand out? And I think the thing is, everyone's so different and so unique, so that the more authentic that you are, the more you're going to stand out. And if you try to copy somebody else, because you see this health coach has a, a good business, and you try to do what they do, use the language that they use, or the programs, you know, if you try to copy them, you know, people are going to see that. And it's not, it's just not going to feel real. And, you know, it's just, you know, people get around, right? And so, like, the sort of online world is a very small world. So at some point or another, they're going to come across that other person that you're kind of emulating. And it's not going to go well. So I think that, A, by being authentic, um, that's a really big one. Um, and then B, also just being really consistent. So I've been at this for a really long time and, you know, blogging weekly, sending the newsletter out weekly. And, you know, do I want to send it out every week? No. You know, do I want to be in the kitchen till like 2 o'clock in the morning perfecting recipes? No. But I know I have to do it um, because that, you know, that builds trust. Consistency builds trust. So I think just um, being persistent, being consistent, um, and being authentic are the three uh, biggest things that you can do. I love that. Uh, you talked about your newsletter and your blog there for a second. How? Tell us a little bit about like the structure with which you approach any blog articles that you do and your newsletter. I, I know they're very different, but um, I, we know why you do it. But where, what are? How do you approach it? Like, what structure do you take? What do you make sure to have in there? How are you engaging people on your on your list? Well, you know, I try to think about things that they would want and things that they would need. Um, and a lot of ideas come from my clients and my clients asking me for things. Um, so that's where I kind of get the ideas for topics. Um, and then, you know, as far as like kind of structuring them, um, you know, I, I have at times done an editorial calendar, to be perfectly 100% honest with you. I don't have an editorial calendar right now, and I'm kind of just winging it, which is I don't recommend. Um, but <laughs> to be honest, um, but I think, yeah, definitely setting up a calendar for at least a month, if not more, um, and really mapping out the things that you want to write about, the things that you want to address. Is, is super helpful because then you can also write everything, you know, at the beginning of the month and then you're, you know, you just post it as, as needed. Um, and then as far as the newsletter, I usually try to time it with the blog and in the, in the newsletter I'll include additional information about like events or, you know, new things that are happening. But then I do just basically link them to that newest blog post. So I continually want to make sure that I'm sending them back to my website. Because um, that's kind of the whole purpose is to, like, make sure that they're going back, um, you know, and they're always remembering you, right? They're always seeing your name. Um, and then they're going to your website and hopefully clicking around a little bit. Mm. Um, 
what kind of things have you done during all of this time and, you know, the, the constant evolution of your business? What kind of things do you do to stay motivated? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think looking at the bigger picture, for sure, um, because again, like I mentioned in the beginning, like I didn't become a health coach to be rich. I became a health coach because I felt like people need to understand how to take care of their health and how to eat. So I think really having that passion is what ultimately keeps me going when, you know, you have a bad day or, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I think, yeah, just kind of always coming back to the bigger picture. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the, the best thing to stay motivated. And then the other thing is also surrounding myself with other people that not necessarily health coaches, but other entrepreneurs, uh, other people in the wellness sphere who are, you know, out there being go-getters and, and you know, doing, you know, basically the same thing that I am. Um, definitely surrounding yourself with those people is, is super motivating um, and they just kind of help pull you up. Right. I can agree more. I think I think surrounding yourself, especially by entrepreneurs who are very, very positive and very, very, you know, uh, just passion driven, like you can't help but be, be motivated with that stuff. You can't even if you're having a down day, you can't help but be like, oh, OK, wow. OK, she's going she's going, you know, all out here. That's awesome. OK, get back up on the horse. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Totally. And I think it's, it's also good to have like even a specific person. I was doing this for a period and then also stopped but would like to start up again. It's really having like an accountability partner, someone that's on your level that is doing like, you know, the same thing, not necessarily the same job as you, but like, you know, same sort of, um, they're kind of on the same level as you as far as success, you know. Um, and so someone that you can kind of call and check in with once a week and, you know, tell them what your goals are and, you know, they're going to be asking you, oh, so did you finish, you know, the thing that you told me you were going to do last week? Um, and just having somebody else to be accountable to, um, you know, and to ask you and to kind of, yeah, bring you up um, is, is really, really helpful. Maria, because because your business is so dependent on traffic, I mean, it's so dependent on people coming and finding you and learning about you and then getting, you know, like kind of getting into your system and learning who you are, being part of the community. But initially, it's really about them finding you. What kind of strategies do you do that work really well for you marketing wise that help you um, get that traffic, help you get in front of the right people? So... I, you know, initially it was like a lot of online stuff, like I mentioned, like writing for the bigger blogs and then having them link back to me. Uh, but now, you know, in the past year or so, I really started doing a lot more live events and live speaking um, and going to do, you know, speaking to different groups. Um, and what that has done is when you connect with someone in person, I think it's a lot more powerful than them just randomly, you know, landing on your blog from Google or from Facebook. And so because of that, even if it was a small group of, like, let's say 30, 40 people, you know, all those 30 people, like, let's just say even half of them go to my blog and sign up for my newsletter. But then they're going and telling their friends, and they're going to tell their friends, and then, like, it's just sort of this kind of word of mouth thing. Um, so for me, doing the live events and the live speaking has been amazing. And a lot of my clients now are all word of mouth referrals, you know, just giving people you know, the service that I tell them, you know, I'm going to offer them and, and deliver on it. Um, and when people are happy, then they, you know, they go and tell their friends. And so I've had a lot of success with word of mouth marketing. 
Um, and then as far as online, you know, something that I try to do now um, instead of really writing articles is, like I mentioned, like pitching myself as, as an expert to be mentioned in an article. So, for example, um, like Style B Show, for example, was writing an article about um, beauty foods and, you know, foods that you can eat for clear skin. Um, and so I was able to pitch the editor and say, um, you know, here are my tips for clear skin. And then they included the tips in the bigger article. And then again, they linked back to me. So the biggest thing you can do for online is making sure that your website is being linked back from somewhere, whether you're writing an article, whether you're mentioning an article, whatever it is, you need these links back to your website because that's what's going to drive the traffic. Mm. There are so many different moving parts of your business, and I know you do all of it. And you're, I mean, you're doing the marketing, you're doing, uh, you're writing the newsletters, you're writing the blogs, you're, you know, you're doing the coaching. What kind of things do you have in place to organize your day that ensure that you really get all the top priorities done? Yeah, so I, I schedule everything, like every, every, everything, and I put it into my phone. Um, you know, so there's reminders popping up and I give myself chunks of time to work on specific things, whether it's a blog or recipes or the newsletter or whatever it is. I give myself chunks of time to do that. Um, and I'm a big to-do list person. So I try to, um, you know, uh, order them in, I'll, I'll write my to-do list and then I'll rewrite it with the, um, basically the priorities, uh, put first and then I will... You know, it's hard. Sometimes you kind of want to distract yourself and you want to do like all these little tiny to-dos that you have to do instead of tackling that big thing that you know is going to take you a long time or, you know, that bigger project. Uh, So I try to, you know, stop myself from doing that and prioritizing and then doing the big things first and then getting to the little things whenever I have extra time. Um, Definitely prioritizing is key. Mm, Yeah, I can agree with more. setting, Setting deadlines too. That's another thing. When you're own, your own boss, you have to set deadlines. So it's also very easy to say, oh, I'm going to do this. And then just, you know, it doesn't happen. Maria, what do you see in the future for you? Like, what's the big vision? Your company your company has had tremendous growth. We were talking beforehand about how, you know, your company has pretty much doubled, if that, if not more than that. Um, gosh, let me do my math right. Like, tripled. Uh, mm-hmm. Over these past three years, and I mean, you're just killing it. What do you What do you really attribute that to? Um, I, I think the definitely not giving up. Um, I think that a lot of people just kind of throw in the towel too early. Um, you know, like if they launch a product or launch a service that doesn't get a lot of, uh, you know, customers. Let's say. Um, I mean, I definitely launched programs in the beginning where I literally got zero sign-ups. But instead of, like, being like, oh, this sucks, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, I'm like, okay, let me figure out what I did wrong and how I can make this more, um, you know, uh, more desirable to my potential customers. And so I would just always be tweaking my products, tweaking my copy. You know, I think um, copy is definitely a big, big part of everything. And just, again, be that consistency thing. is like when people see you over and over and over again, you know, they become more familiar with you. They trust you. Um, and it just makes a better relationship. And even like, so for example, with the newsletter, even if people don't open your newsletter, the fact that they're seeing your name in their email box, um, it's just always that constant little trigger so that when they do like need you, they're like, oh, I really wish I had a gluten-free recipe, you know. They're like, oh, okay, you know, that girl Maria. 
Um, so just always constantly like being consistent and always kind of staying top of people's mind. Mm. And then I'll conclude with the, where do you really see this going? What's the, what's in the future for your business? Well, I really would love to write a book. Um, and I definitely see it going more, you know, um, like programs where I could reach, you know, reach bigger, more people. Um, I started a group program. Um, I still do one-on-ones, but I also do a group program that I started about a year ago, and that's, uh, that's definitely really popular, so I, I want to expand that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think books and cookbooks, um, more media for sure. Um, and I think those are my, those are my main, my main goals for now. That's awesome. Well, Maria, I really want to thank you for being here, for sharing your story and for giving so much insight into the entrepreneurial journey. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. Loved the tip on writing for other big name blogs in your industry in order for her to make a name for herself and garner that traffic, which was very, very smart. And, um, and I just love that she really admitted that she had launched programs that totally fell flat on their face and sucked. And <laughs> she learned from them instead of giving up. And, you know, that enabled her to continue creating product that actually was good and was successful. So uh, just really got a lot out of that conversation. And I really appreciated her going into her whole, you know, that 15-minute consultation kind of sales opportunity and um, and how she really deals with that and structures it for success. I really appreciated that because anybody who's dealt, uh, who's done consulting or coaching or what have you has dealt with that. Oh, um, you know, I'll let you know. Let me think about it. So I really appreciated that she gave some of her tips that work really well. Uh, I hope you had a tremendous time and as much fun uh, in this conversation with Maria as I did. I can't wait to see you on the next episode.